Welcome to the new School of Success. I'm Nick Maytash. And I'm Julian Rosen, and we are here to flip the game of success on its head. No more hustle, no more grind. Just the tried and true principles to help you win at life on your own terms. Class is in session. Welcome back to another episode of this wonderful, wonderful podcast called The New School of Success. I myself am Nick Maytash. I'm joined my, by my friend, Julian Rosen, who I'm going to kick it to in a moment to read a fantastic review from one of our mm-hmm. just adoring fans. We really, really appreciate all of you. Um, and yeah, we're, we're really going to kick off 2020 in a very introspective way today. We are going to bring it to you, not in a hustle way, not in a grind way. We're not going to tell you what to go chase in 2020. We're going to teach you a little bit about yourself, and I really can't wait to dive into that. But before we do, I'm going to kick it over to Julian and uh, let him riff on uh, an awesome fan of ours so go ahead julian yeah as you know devoted listeners we will highlight a badass review from a badass human who loves our badass show and so today this is from t doe ae22 definitely listen to this one humor entertainment and insanely powerful tons of value in each episode listen to these dudes so thank you, Tito AE22. And if you want to have your review featured, you gotta leave one, silly Billy. So subscribe, review, and let us know. And if it's negative, I have a guy at iTunes that will take it down. I have to pay him a lot of money for that. Just kidding. But seriously. So uh, love that review. Would love more reviews just because they make this they make this podcasting world go round. But enough about us and how amazing we are. We are going to talk today. And here's the thing, folks, put on your party pants, maybe an extra pair of Depends adult diapers, because we're going to blow your mind. And when you lose control of your mind, you pee pee your pants. But, so 99% of podcasts aren't talking about this. 99% of people out there aren't talking about this. But we're going to show you how to really master your reality. Like Nick said, we're not going to show you how to chase things and hustle harder, because at the end of this life, you're not going to give a shoot about how hustle hard you could do things with. Well, <laughs> correct. <laughs> I, I would hope not. Grammatically, that checks out, I promise. So, yeah. Nick, let us know. What are we diving into today? How are we going to master our realities? We're going to leave the matrix. This is going to be super sweet, cool, fun, and exciting. Hit us, hit us, hit us. Something mm. good. Yes, yes. So, it's uh, as we record this at, a, at what is it, January 2nd. So when you mm-hmm. hear, it, hear this, it's going to be a couple weeks into January. Everybody's in the midst of trying to create some awesome stuff, and we're all about that life. But as we go to do that, you are naturally, as humans, going to come up w- across things. You're going to find things in your world that um, trigger you, upset you, frustrate you, that might feel like they're in your way as you try to create the successful life that you are trying to um manifest in front of you manifest that's a fun word um anyway so you're going to come across things that just aren't what you perceive or your ego perceives to be in your favor and we're here today to allow you to shift your way that you see those things that kind of feel like obstacles because as ryan holiday has said the obstacle is the way if you can see the obstacle and understand it better you can move around it, you can move through it. But the obstacle, frankly, that thing that's triggering you, that thing that's frustrating you is often a way that you can learn a little bit more about yourself. And when you master yourself, your emotional state, your thoughts, then your actions and everything that follows that, that's how you get to really consciously create the 
life that you want. So uh, I'll start with a story. That's where we're oh, going to start. Oh, ah, story time with Mr. Maytash. Tighten the diapers. It's story time. Yes, story time. So I, this story actually came up because when I was on a coaching call with um, my group, The Conscious Collective, we were uh, talking about some things that were that felt heavy about t- 2019. And one of my clients was saying that he felt some heaviness around um, how his his family, he felt like they were keeping him and holding him back from the success that he felt destined to have. And I was communicating to him that that, that feeling, that um, observation of what you think your family is doing to you or holding you back from is really just work that you get to do for yourself. It's a, it's a sign and a, just a signal of some of the inner work that you need to kind of move through because often the way that they are triggering you is some something that needs to be healed within. And then I shared with him what I'm now going to share with you in the podcast is um, earlier this, uh, well, earlier last year, holy crap, it's 2020. <laughs> earlier last year, I published my first book. It's mediocre. It was great. It was awesome. And the entire time I was writing it, I was in flow because I love writing. I love just kind of jamming on things that I'm passionate about and, and sharing them with others. And I knew that the book would be an awesome outlet for people to kind of get to know me through my writing. So I was just really enjoying the process. And my wife was super supportive throughout the whole thing. She was really excited for me throughout the whole thing. And then it got time to actually publish this book. And uh, if you haven't published a book before, it's not something you do for free. Because when you get to the end of the road and you go to edit and publish and do all of the things that you have to do to get it, say on Amazon, you know, you have to hire an editor, you have to hire a book, a cover creator. And when I say have to, I'm not saying that you absolutely have to, but if you want to do it in a way that honors the process that you just spent months and months and months uh, putting together, you want to make sure that when you bring it to the world, you do it, do it in a way that honors all of that hard work you put in. So yeah, I, I wanted to hire an editor. I wanted to make sure that my book was, uh, the cover of the book was matching the message that I, I wanted to put out there. And you know, unbeknownst to me, because I hadn't done the research before, it was going to be a multiple thousand dollar investment to, to make that happen. And, you know, since I was ignorant to what that, that investment looked like, my wife also was ignorant to what that investment looked like. And I went to her and I said, all right, so this is going to be what the investment is. And naturally, because it came out of the blue and kind of shocked her in terms of the price tag, um, she reacted out of, uh, you know, fear, out of, uh, a place of like, oh, there's safety and security that's now leaving me because the, the money that she tied up with her safety and security would be a part of what would have to be invested into this book. So we had, uh, you know, a tough conversation. It wasn't like we were yelling at each other or anything. There was just a little bit of tension because of her fear and my uh, presentation of, of this thing that I wasn't really super aware of prior to. So after sitting with it for a while, because I was a little bit defensive as to why she didn't want to just jump all in on this thing that I was super passionate about, I realized that her fear was simply a reflection of my own fear. And the fear that I had was, I'm going to take this money that's family money, invested in this book, and I don't know what the result's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be a success. I don't know if it is going to be something that was worth the money. So that inherent fear within me caused the reflection of that to come back to me via my wife's uh, reaction to my, my um, presentation of all of this information for the book. So I'm, I'm telling you this story to, to start this episode because what we want to communicate to you is 
everything that's outside of you that, that shows up and is triggering to you, that causes you to get frustrated, causes you to get defensive in some way, it is just a magnificent signal of something that you need to kind of work on inside of you. So for me, I need to go back to the, I needed to go back to the table and say, well, why am I so scared that this isn't going to get me what I want? Why am I so frightened that what I'm bringing to the table isn't going to um, be deemed a success and what does success even mean? So it was a lot of internal work that I had to do. And once I realized that I did that work, I created a program through my coaching uh, business that allowed that money that wasn't, um, I told my wife, I'm like, listen, I'm going to create this money so that you don't have to live in this fear of losing the money that I'm kind of saying we're, we're going to invest. I'm going to create the money. I created a program. That money came in. I allowed myself to invest in the process of the book and all was well. But I promise you, if I had just been stuck on my wife doesn't believe in me, my wife doesn't want to invest in my dream and everything like that, it would just cause more and more tension. It wouldn't have healed uh, that process, it wouldn't have gotten the book published. All of these things wouldn't have come to pass unless I decided actively to look at the situation and say, wow, this is my work. This is not hers. This is my work. This is stuff that I have to work on and, and get better at so that um, it no longer has to be about her holding me back or her standing in my way, but me creating something that I have control over, which is that coaching program, like I mentioned, that brought in some money, which allowed the investment to happen. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the story that's going to start all of this, which is everything that we see that kind of feels like it's an obstacle for us. It's somebody that's holding us back. It's somebody that's becoming an anchor. It's somebody that's triggering us in any way. It's just a mirror. It's saying, hey, Nick, hey, Julian, hey, listener, Greg, Julie, Jacob. You got any other names off the, off the cuff? Jamal. Jamal. Jamal is here and he's listening. We appreciate you, Jamal. And, and uh, so everybody that's listening, whether you're Nick, Julian, Jamal, or everyone else that was listed just now, it's just a sign of what you get to do for yourself. And we can be frustrated by that, or we can choose to have the courage to look within and actually do that work. Yeah. So. That is a grand introduction, and I've rambled yeah. for a while. So I'm gonna pitch it over to my bald-headed friend and let him tell. Tell. Yeah, geez, uh, Nick, tell take us. a breath. Take a breath over there. <laughs> I uh, need to sip the <laughs> so, what Nick and I, or really what we talk about, all follow. It all falls under the umbrella of consciousness. The the experience of being aware of of experience, and as humans, we're we're very lucky to like. That's what we are. We're experiencing consciousness. We're living in consciousness. Every day your eyes open. Or, I mean, whatever. Even when you're sleeping, you're, you're experiencing some level of consciousness. Um, but like when you open your eyes, what you're seeing, doesn't matter where you're at uh, in personal development or spirituality or, or whatever, but like life really has one purpose and it is to really just reflect back to who you're being. That's really like it's this screen, right? And it really truly is like when, when photons from light hit your retina, it gets transformed, it gets transduced into these chemical messengers that then activate things inside your brain that then give you this, um, give you the sensation of an experience. It gives you the sensation of there's things out there. It gives you the sensation of, oh my gosh, I'm over here and I'm all alone and I'm, I'm, I'm out in this big bad world and it's competition and it's fierce out there and I got to defend myself and go get mine and, uh, you know, go Go, go live what I think is the right way, which means there's a wrong way that I'm trying to avoid and judge. 
doesn't have to be like that. Like, like everything can really just inherently be neutral. It can be feedback. So Nick's conversation with his wife could have just been feedback of, oh, oh, maybe there's a little scarcity in here. Maybe there's a little bit of fear of failure lingering around an old Nicky boy. And that conversation, that obstacle allowed him to then see it because what happens if, if you have a, think about this, if you have a leaky pipe in your basement and you don't know about it and you walk down one day and it's flooded, yeah, you could call the guy with the big hose to drain it out and be like, thanks guy. But if you never actually say like, where's the leaky pipe? Where's the actual thing causing the problem? It's just going to rear itself. It's just going to re-manifest. It's like a weed in a garden. If you just cut off the top of the weed because you can see it coming through your plantain plant or tree, whatever that is, right? Why not? Uh, but, but you never get to the root of it. Cool. It will just come back. That's just the law of weeds. That's just the law of, of, of cause and effect. If you never actually address the cause, yeah, the effect will keep showing itself. So this conversation had one purpose. It was to reflect back to Nick. Mm-hmm the scarcity and the fear of doubt or the, you know, some of the doubt that was still lingering below his surface. Um, and I, yeah, I literally just bought a car yesterday, just bought a car yesterday and I meditate and I experience abundance and I'm, you know, I'm consciousness, I'm the universe, all these things. But yeah, if you let up and you start to, uh, and, and you start to really believe that, you know, that life is this competition and there's someone out there trying to get you and, and you gotta, you gotta, with, with white knuckles, hold on to what is yours because if someone takes it, you will then become less than and then your survival capability goes down and then your brain thinks you'll die. Like, all of these things are just popping up to show you who you are truly being. Not who you think you can be and not what you're forcing, not the mask you're putting on, but these things will show you who you are actually being. And so, when you can accept that, your problems don't become problems anymore. Kind of like what Nick was saying, your problems almost become like weights in the gym. Yep. They become this opportunity to develop something that needs to be developed, to sharpen something that needs to sharpen, to see something as the illusion that it really is and let it go. Because a gym without weights is just a big empty room of bullshit. Right. Or a place to do some, you know, body weight routines, you know. I'm just saying, you know, you go up to, uh, you know, Planet 48 Hour Fitness and you drop your dumb money in the box and you walk in there and it's just an empty room. You're going to be a little upset because there's nothing in there. Correct. Nothing in there to shape you or push you or help you create change. So when you're living with the awareness, when you're living with, when you're living with consciousness, right? Like you're not just letting old regurgitated emotional patterns guide you and hijack you, but you're just seeing objectively not subjectively objectively you're just seeing what is everything simply becomes feedback an opportunity to pivot an opportunity to see who you're truly being uh and i was telling nick the other day i live right near a nature trail it's super cool i'm looking at it now look at all the nature high nature uh and there was a, a very fit lady running and you know her outfit was you know it was those those gym shark pants that make your butt look really really cool i wish they make them for guys maybe they will <laughs> um, and you know, she had her, you know, she had her uh, tank top and she was running and, uh, and what happened, I took one look at her. I didn't choose to think this or feel this. It was just like this prepackaged, regurgitated emotional response. But I was like, like, man, 
an Instagram fitness chick. That's stupid. Right? Did, she could have been the CEO of a company. She may not even have Instagram. Like, I don't know. That could have been the most wholesome person in the world. But like, when you're not living with awareness and you're just living on autopilot and you're letting these, 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 I call them prepackaged, right? Like these old learned emotional responses, like bleh, they just kind of throw up and paint your reality in a distorted way. Like all that was showing was that there's still within me, right? Because life is just simply here to reflect back to who you are truly being, not who you, not who you're convincing yourself you are, but who you truly are being. And that disapproval I had for her in some way, shape or form, it's living within me. There's something in myself that I'm not approving. There's something in me that I'm disapproving of because if I was truly, wholly, entirely at peace with who I was, every single part, judgment and disapproval couldn't actually exist within my consciousness. Mm -hmm. Let that sink in because even saying it, it doesn't make sense sometimes, but it's true. Right. But it's true. Right. So when someone, when you see someone, you know, being rude in a store and you're like that asshole, what a piece of garbage poop bag, right? Like in some way, shape or form, that anger is living within you in some way, shape or form that resentment is living inside you. And when you are truly conscious, when everything is just the unfolding of life, okay, well, there is no right way. There is no wrong way. There's just the unfolding. There's just the feedback. There's just the weights in the gym. And so it's like every time you have these really automatic, autopilot, negative reaction, it's not because life is, has all of a sudden turned against you and it's being mean to you. It's reflecting back to you something negative below the surface that, is, that you're holding on to. Yeah. So this is a very ranty subject. It's very hard to, this, this is not a tennis match. This is more of like a, yes, this is a monologue versus monologue. Now you get on the, get on the soapbox, Nick. My turn, my turn. So after listening to Julian's monologue, um, (laughs) two two things came to mind and I hope that I I remember the second one after I ramble a bit on the first one. So the first one, I'll take notes. mm, Yes. So the first one was that when you do see someone in the grocery store and they may like you're, your consciousness, ego, whatever says, oh, they're being an asshole. Like this, this work of like seeing people, things, whatever stuff out in, in front of you that triggers you and, and um, rising above what the collective would call being an asshole and looking at what's outside of you as, as just feedback for you. It's kind of difficult to live in a way that Julian and I are trying to communicate to you. It's kind of difficult to um, sit back and say, oh, what is this trying to teach me? What is trying to come through me, through me seeing this out in, in, my, in my reality? Because the reality of the situation is most people are going to reflect back to you that like, oh, that person is being an asshole. You have a right to be upset. Or um, you know, with, with Julian's mentioning of this girl on the, the hiking trail, I guarantee he walks by 10 other people that saw that chick. I'm like, do you see that Instagram chick? She's just out here for likes and shares, whatever. Like, so like there is a collective of, of, pe- of people that don't understand that what they see out inside of, uh, outside of themselves is just a reflection back to what they need to work on and kind of heal within themselves. So there's going to be people that suggest and, and uh, encourage you to not see that feedback. Yeah. To just see the, the person outside of you and allow yourself to react in a way that 
um, feels justified or whatever. There, yeah. So like in terms of like choosing this path of seeing it as feedback, it's going to be a little tricky and you have to have the consciousness and it, the awareness. It goes, of like, against, it goes against a lot of your, your conditioning, right? And, and Nick and I did an episode on the ego. Um, and if you haven't listened to it, boy, oh boy, go yes. listen to it because do it. We, say, we say the word, do it, do it. Uh, do it. We do the, uh, do we it. say the word, we say the word, do it. We, uh, we say, the word, we say, the, don't you do it, do it. We say the word ego a lot. And we want you to really understand when we say ego, we don't mean your pride or your arrogance, even though, but that is part of it. But your, sure. your ego is this conditioned conception of the self. It's this limited view of who you are based on where you come from, what you do, how much money you have, what you don't have. Uh, like it's just this collection of labels. But at, at its core, your ego thinks that life is competition. It thinks that there's winners and losers. And if you're not actively winning, you're losing. If you're losing, you're less worthy. If you're less worthy, you die. How do, and you're conditioned to, you know, we're conditioned from a young age. Winning is the accumulation of stuff. So it's money, it's status, it's being right. It's, it's uh, the accumulation of approval, um, the accumulation of, you know, anything, right? But it's, it's adding to yourself externally so whether it's external validation whether it's external like money and objects whether it's a, you know it's a it's a degree next to your name whatever it is we're told that that's how we win our ego right it's not true it's definitely not true but it's a very 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 pervasive illusion if you never actually um unplug from that type of matrix right think of it like the matrix and so what nick is saying and like yeah this like for some people you're probably hearing this and you're like i, I still don't i like i eh. Part of me gets it, but I just can't wrap my analytical mind around it. And that's okay, because your analytical mind right now is still associated with the ego. And that's okay. And that's okay. But what Nick and I are saying is like, yeah, when, when you walk around, people, you're, it's, it's, it's kind of this interaction of quantum physics and the law of attraction, right? Like, you're simply experiencing what you're being. You're simply experiencing your... You know, we have this electromagnetic field around us. We all do. It's, it's measurable. And so, and it vibrates, it resonates, it oscillates. And so really, yeah, you're attracting the, 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 the vibratic, the vibrational energetic level of your, I just try to combine two big words. Um, you're basically seeing the sum of your emotional and energetic state reflected back to you, right? And so I know you guys love stories and I'll tell you a story, a personal story. How about that? A personal story. This isn't about a client. This is about yours truly, Julian H. Rosa. Uh, so Nick and I, and, and I'm sure Nick experienced something similar here. And um, our ego thinks that, and this one's about money. So ego, our ego thinks that money comes from out there. It comes from a business. It comes from an employer. It comes from a client, right? Like and we have to go find them and chase them down and, and we have to razzle them and dazzle them. And if we do it just good enough, just well enough, that this magical number appears in our account, right? And dance, we're taught that, that yeah, we're taught that's that's where money comes from. Okay, and this is if you haven't read the book, The Illusion of Money, read it. And this hall will make sense too. And so, but Nick and I are saying that reality is really this this mirror. Reality is really this movie screen that is just showing you what you are holding on to is true, deep down. And so, deep down, when I was starting out as a coach, I wanted to, I wanted this thing to pay all my bills. Like I didn't want to have to worry about paying bills. I wanted, I wanted to deeply impact people's lives and make money that I just like, that I felt was a match of that. Right. Mm -hmm. 
But because I thought that money was this thing out there that I had to go, you know, razzle and dazzle people in order to earn it, in order to receive it, um, I, I, I viewed myself as less valuable until I saw that money come in. So here I am trying to build an audience, trying to build a business from scratch, trying to build a client base. But in my heart, what am I thinking? I'm not valuable until I can go convince someone I am, and then they'll give me money, and then I'll feel value. So everything I was attracting into my experience, into my reality, into my consciousness was just helping me see the scarcity that I was holding on to. So everybody said no. Everybody who did hop on a call with me wasn't qualified. Um, when I told people my rate who wanted to work with me, they said, nope, I don't see the value in that. Even though they didn't say it, right? Like they said, no, they left. Um, sure. And so just like Nick, after he had that tough conversation with his wife, it would have been easy for me to say, oh man, it's, it, the market sucks. Uh, my messaging is bad. Uh, I must be a bad coach. Uh, maybe I right. shouldn't coach. Uh, man, what am I doing? I should go get a regular nine to five uh, because that's where money comes from. That's where the magical dollar amount that appears in my account comes from. It comes from that, that guy, that fat cat, that CEO. I better go find him, right? And then once we did this deep work, this inner work, and I realized that yeah, I wasn't valuing myself yet. I was waiting until someone else validated me before I would allow myself to access the feelings and the energetic state and the emotional state of valuing the self. Does this make sense, Nicholas? I believe so, yeah. Okay, because it's got to make sense to you. Because if it doesn't make sense to you, it's, I need to refine it a little bit. So, but, I mean, yeah. let, me, let me summarize from what I'm, I'm hearing just so we can make sure that I'm hearing it well and you're communicating it well is the reflection that you wanted, you wanted the, the world to reflect back to reflect back to you that money would come in. That was the reflection you were looking for. You were looking for the value monetarily to come back to you. But that didn't happen until you shifted, changed, worked on the value that you had for yourself. Would that be an accurate summary? Yes, 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 yes. Yep. So, but instead of getting mad at the, at life, which is remember, life is just reflecting back to who you're being. Right? Mm -hmm. like if, you're, if there's a movie you're watching and, and you don't like the movie, you don't get up and, and try to punch the movie screen. You don't try to distort the movie screen because the movie screen is what? It's just projecting what is actually coming through the projector. Right? Yeah. And so you can, you can think of the projector, my friends, as, yes, your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions. What you're holding on to is true at a deep, 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 deep level. Uh, that's what's being projected. And then life, when you go out and you open your eyes and you go out your door, that's the movie screen. And so... I was trying to wrestle with the movie screen to, to find validation, to find value that I was attaching to money. When in reality, like what I was putting into the projector was just scarcity and a lack of recognition of myself. And so once I, once I flip-flopped it and really started to address the cause instead of wrestling with the effect, things changed things shifted and, and finally once i was recognizing my own value unconditionally what do you think showed up in my projection a better movie a better movie mm. ghost rider 2 with nicholas cage <laughs> I don't even know what that is. <laughs> it's, i think it's just like a it's not a good movie but no 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 uh yeah a better movie more clients more more um more people reflecting back to me the value that I was holding within myself. Right. Right. So this is this, when Nick and I say like, man, it's, 
it's the inner work, the inner work. It's not this external grind hustle, even though intentional and consistent uh, work, work. Has, has a point in order to bring some of your dreams to life. But like 90% of this stuff is this internal work where, man, there's just certain universal laws that govern this, this whole existence we live in, this whole consciousness we experience. And it's like, it doesn't have to be super hard. It doesn't have to be this heavyweight boxing match every day about you versus the world. Mm-hmm. sometimes it's as simple as accepting yourself like but awesome not types. like yeah not like not like doing it in a like okay like actually deeply in a, in a place of true stillness saying i there's nothing fucking wrong right and it's all there, good it's all good it's all good all is well that's what it says <laughs> He's got, he's got a tattoo on his hand. Says it's all good. It's um, all good. Which so I agree you know with. That's how you know it's true. It's true. It's permanent. Can't get rid of it. So, yeah, I mean, the entire theme of you've heard a couple stories from both of us. We've talked a little bit about this stuff. If the work that you're doing or your plan to do in, in 2020 is all about trying to, I mean, going back to the analogy that Julian just used, if you're putting all of your time and energy in trying to fix the screen, and trying to get up there and change the, the circumstance, the condition, that is wasted energy. You're going to waste a lot of time trying to shift and change the people and things around you and thinking that's the work that needs to be done when really every, every, every moment that you have, that you see something that you don't like, don't favor. For Julian, that was um, the clients weren't coming in, the money wasn't coming in. He kept thinking he had to change and shift and find different people. Like he was spending so much time and energy trying to make the outside change so that it would reflect back to him. But it wasn't until he chose to look at what needed to be healed and changed within himself that that changed. Same thing with me with the whole book writing process and many other things where it's just having the awareness of this is not about them. This is not about the person or the thing that feels like it's in my way or the thing that needs to change for me to be successful. It is what do I need to love on, accept, acknowledge within myself, shift a little bit and understand a little bit more so that I feel good and I can not feel like I'm being held back, not feel like I'm being anchored by these circumstances that really have nothing to do with my success. It's really just who I am that creates it. Once you shift back to being the projector, being the cause, being the person that at the end of the day, nothing outside of you gets to decide how you get to feel and what you get to create in this world. That's how 2020 gets to be the best year of your life. And I mean, we can share stories back and forth all day about what that looks like for you and and just kind of keep reflecting back through our experiences, what um, coming back to the inner work means and how it changes lives. But you need to find what it is in your life that is it feels heavy to you. It feels like it's resistance. It feels like an obstacle for you and say, what is this trying to teach me? Because if you can do the work on that, just that question alone, you can really change how you look at this game of success. I mean, the entire premise of this podcast is around kind of answering this question. What is this trying to teach me? What what do I need to work on for myself so that when I go out and do the important work that I do need to do, I can actually do it in a very effective way. Like when Julian was talking about um, how the, the clients weren't ready to hop into his, his programs and things, like that's, what is that trying to teach him? It's that he wasn't ready to jump into the work that was the most important work, which is the internal stuff, the self-care, the self-love, the self-appreciation and acknowledgement, like all of that stuff. And he finally made the choice 
and things shifted, things changed. The numbers in the bank account changed up as well. All of that, that thing that he was trying to change outside of him changed when he changed himself. Same thing with me. Like what I wanted to have happen was the book being published. That happened only when I chose to look at what I needed to change about myself and shift about myself so that that could come to pass instead of worrying about who was standing in my way um, or what was standing in my way along the way. So yeah, I mean, it's all just a, I don't know, it's a crazy little game. We all think that the thing that's outside of us is the thing that needs to change for our life to change. It's not, never is. It's always us. I think that was my monologue. What's your monologue? Man, the game of monologues continue. Uh, Yeah, it's it's the same exact thing. It's the same exact thing. Like we say this all the time. and Dr. Tara Stewart has a book called The Source. It's a very powerful book. Uh, but she says, like, your life is the sum of your thoughts, feelings, and actions. It's just, it's, right? When you look at your life, when you look at your relationships, like, it's how you think, it's how you feel, it's how you act, it's how you react. And mm-hmm. she's like, all of that lives, all of that has its source within your mind. Like, it can't come from anywhere else except your mind. Whether you're conscious of it or unconscious of it, it still comes from within you. And so she's like, your life is your brain expressed. Your life is your mind expressed to you. And, and it's really, really cool. And, and this is what people have been saying this for thousands and thousands of years. It doesn't matter if you're looking at any like ancient Egypt or you're looking at Jesus of Nazareth or you're looking at Plato, or you're looking at Buddha, or you're looking at uh, ancient Greece, or you're looking at um, the Bhagavad Gita from from. India, like it doesn't matter. Like everybody says the same thing in a slightly different way. Um, and I, so I'm, I'm actually reading this book, and it's it's basically like how the Bible before like the fourth century when the church changed it, the church changed it to do yeah to do some uh, to basically ma- like wield more power. Uh, but basically, like if you look at it, like just everything stripped down to what Jesus was actually saying. He was saying, like, the kingdom of heaven is your consciousness. Mm-hmm. If you ask for something and believe that you're getting it, you'll get it. You're not deprived of anything, right? Like, it's not this, you don't have to be a super good person and never sin to get into heaven or else you burn in hell. Like, he's like, no, like, consciousness is the kingdom of heaven. You're not deprived of anything in your consciousness. Um, and so I say all that to say, like, yeah, people have been saying this for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Uh, now we have some really cool machines with quantum physics and epigenetics we always talk about. Uh, evidence-based psychology is showing this too. Like, yeah, life is just your mind expressed back to you. And when you can slow down, when you can slow down, because a lot of the things that we chase, we're chasing it because our ego thinks it's how we win. Mm-hmm. That's, it's just hamster wheel stuff. You'll never win. The, the ego, the, there's just never enough for the ego. More is always better with the ego. So. <laughs> Like it's a very you, long to-do list that will never, ever end. Yeah, yeah. And so you can, you can hear what we're saying and be like, nah, screw that. It's not an inner work thing. I'm going to go get the stuff out there. That's the stuff, guys. I'm going to prove you wrong. We'll still be here saying the exact same fucking thing because we've been where you've been. Jamal, right. Greg, Lisa, or Danielle, we've been there. Yeah. I had a Dan. Um, Welcome, we've, Danielle. We've been there. We've been there. And so... And I'll even add, I'm going to cut you off because that's what you, I mean, it's, it's my resolution. Do it. It's my resolution. For, do, do, it. It. do it. Do it. Do it. I hope everybody has seen Starsky and Hutch. Anyway, so what I was going to say is like, yeah, we're, we're going to be here and we're going to be saying this, but I can, I can say at least for myself that I still find myself in, oh, the, yeah. in, in moments where like, 
oh, oh shit, I'm, I'm chasing something. I'm trying to fix something out there. I'm trying to fix something in my outer reality. And then I have the awareness of like, oh God, that this is the lesson. It, yeah. it I don't think that ever stops. Like it's always going to be a relearning and reteaching of this powerful lesson that you are the cause. You are the thing that gets to decide and shift and change all of the things that you think need to change outside of yourself. And you just get to see it and see it as feedback and, and almost celebrate it as you get further down the path. Because in the beginning, it's going to be triggering. It's going to be frustrating. It's going to be like, why can't these people do what I want them to do? Why can't this thing turn out the way that I want it? And let that be a reflection. Own it and be like, okay, what do I need to work on for myself? I'll even share one brief, brief story about myself. Um, recently it was over like our little holiday hiatus um Christmas. and i was at a family party and i'm watching a family member of mine who i love dearly having a conversation and my mind just kept saying to me i wish that they would just accept the reality of what is and i'm like just watching them kind of complain and go on for a little bit and i'm like oh man i just wish they would just know that it's not going to change and just accept it and then i looked at my wife i'm like oh my god this is telling me that I need to accept her not accepting things. Yeah. Like it was a direct reflection back to me like, oh, you're trying to tell her or like through my mind, I'm trying to say like, I wish they would stop, you know, complaining about things that won't change. And here I am complaining about things that won't change. I needed to find acceptance yeah. with her non-acceptance. And it was just a beautiful moment of awareness. And like I said, like you almost celebrate when you see it now yeah. that's where i'm at now and i will continue to find these little things that will pop up and be like oh this is a lesson this is feedback this is information whereas in the beginning if you hear the things that julian and i are saying throughout this episode that life is a reflection back to you it's showing you what you need to work on it's showing you the inner work that needs to be done you might look out at the world and say like man there's a lot of stuff that i would like to change that means i need to do a lot of work on myself and the answer is yes but you can do so in a loving way like all right this gets to be fun now i get to choose some stuff for myself that gets to be worked on so that I can come out of this on the other side and create a life that I have a little more control over. Because if you're just sitting there and hoping that everybody else changes, you have zero power. There's nobody, like you have no say in that. You do have a say in how you think, how you feel, how you act. So own that, enjoy that, embrace that and say like, oh, okay, this is for me. This is now work that I get to do. And then you get to roll from there because when I was sitting in this, this family party and, and seeing this, I'm like, oh, right, okay. Nick has some work to do. And yeah, I mean, it's not instantaneous, but it allows you to see it for what it is rather than what yeah. you want to change outside of yourself. And it's, it's a fun awareness to have. Yeah. And we always, like, our expansion and our evolution never ends. Like, and that's a good thing. So the work never ends. Yeah. And in a way, like, the word work sometimes has a negative connotation. Like, no, like you get to continue to find ways that you're distorting what is, because the truth is what is, is very good. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like when you can live with that awareness, like I said, yeah, your, your problems, they shift. They go from this big thorn in your side to this, the weight in the gym, right? You're like, cool. That's why I joined the gym. I want the weight. I want to, I want to grow. I want the expansion. Um, that's why I'm on this earth. That's why I'm, I'm living. That's why I'm alive. I'm here to evolve and, and experience the fullest version of me. That's why we're all here. Uh, and so if that's our purpose, if that's our reason is to evolve and is to 
is to continue to refine and prune away these, these, these limitations created by the ego. It's no longer work. I use the word unfolding a lot. Like it's just your path coming to you. Mm-hmm. And then you just use those sweet legs of yours and you just step, right? Like that's it. That's it. And when you can just see like, oh, there's some acceptance I need here. Or, oh, yeah, I was conditioned to believe money was scarce. I'm going dis- to undistort that illusion. Oh, uh, I'm disapproving of that person. Oh, because I'm believing the illusion that there's one right way to live and that's my way and everybody that doesn't do it my way is wrong because I'm better than them. Wait, <laughs> right? Like that's, a, Wait that's an illusion. Second. That's an illusion that creates so much suffering, right? So it's like, it's all here for you. It's all mm-hmm. here for you. But first and foremost, I would say to start this journey, it is understanding like there is ego and there is you. And when you can actually start to see it without being it, that's all it takes. That's all it takes. That's the crack in the armor to let the light come in. Like that's all it takes to really start to see, okay, like, yeah, could I have more money in my bank account? Yeah. Yeah. Could, uh, could I have a, night, a better, a bigger friend group? Yeah. Could, uh, oh, could I have a, could I have a bigger bicep? Yeah. Like you got to stop defining your reality of what could I have more of and just start to like, just start to a lot of these basic things, like just start to show some gratitude for, for what already is. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you can do that, like I get it, it sounds so simple. When you can put blinders on and stop looking at everyone else and just be like, what, what do I got going for me? Ooh, every, every, you know, every millisecond, eight trillion things go right at a cellular level. That's pretty neat. Ooh, ooh, like I'm alive. I have breath. I yeah. have lungs. I have legs. This is cool. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of cool stuff going on. Like if I want to, text my dad in Ohio, I just press a button. Like, hey, I, just, I just press a button and this cool screen does stuff and I can communicate love and affection to people. I can see my niece and nephew just, just because I can sit on my butt and just press a button. Like so much to be great. So, but understanding you're not the ego, allowing yourself to experience gratitude um, and really starting to slow it the F down and just be like, okay, before I walk out the door, Everything that I see, good, bad, ugly, pretty, everything is here to help me see myself. Mm-hmm. And when that's your modus operandi, like mm-hmm. every day just becomes this, this good stuff. Like it's, it's not all unicorns and rainbows, but it just comes this like nice, good thing. <laughs> like, and everyone's entitled to that. Everyone's entitled to that. So uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's my last monologue. Nick, bring us home. Bring mm-hmm. us home. Bring ah, us up. Do it. Ah. Do it. Do it, Nick. <laughs> do, do it. Anyway. Uh, yes. So I would say to end with a final mini monologue, with, with the information shared here, I mean, there's, yes, there's going to be moments that are just of human nature that frustrate, get in your face, don't, you don't enjoy, whether it be grief, whether it be frustration, whether it be circumstances. Buying a new car. Buying a new car. Yeah, sure. Um, it's going to be stuff that, you know, might feel heavy, might feel like there's resistance there, might feel like you're not enjoying it. I get that. Process the emotional state you're in. Call it what it is. Don't try to ignore it. Don't try to run past it. Process it and work through it. But understand that, like Julian said, it's all here for us. And in, in many ways, it can all be celebrated. So celebrate the stuff that's like objectively awesome. Cool. Yeah. All the stuff that you want to celebrate, do that. And then when the stuff that feels like it's not worthy of celebration or not worthy of 
um, just gratitude. Just say like, what is this trying to teach me? I think that is the question that has helped me over the last six months more than any other. It was, what is this trying to teach me? Anytime I found myself in a moment that I didn't enjoy, what is this trying to teach me? Whether it was when we lost our dog or um, whether it be like a lull in my coaching business or whatever, like any moment that felt uh, like, why is this happening to me? That ego question of why is this happening to me? If you can shift it to what is this trying to teach me? And be open to the answer, be open to the, the response to that question. Um, man, life really can shift and change objectively outside of yourself because you've shifted the way that you look at the circumstances you don't enjoy. So that is, that is my, my tidbit to leave you with, which is what is this trying to teach me? Learn those lessons, be honor, like honor those lessons and acknowledge them. I promise you throughout the rest of this, this magnificent 2020 year, um, you're going to learn a lot more about yourself and outside of yourself, things will shift in favor of the work that you do inside. I think that's all I have. Very, very nice. Very, very nice. Um, yeah. In closing, in closing, when everything becomes feedback to help you truly expand, this whole dichotomy of good and bad just kind of goes away or right and wrong just kind of goes away. And it's all just, it's all just feedback. It's all just feedback. It's just more ingredients for you to keep cooking really cool stuff. So um, as always, this type of awareness though, right? If any of this clicked or you're like, wait a minute, I think they're on to something, right? Self-awareness allows you to live in this state more often. So if you listen to this podcast and then turn it off and then just go right back to being super reactive, that's just going to reinforce and perpetuate the ego. And this isn't really going to help you, but we want this to help you. So the, just the daily work is what allows you to live in this state. So meditation, journaling, and waking up, uh, at, you know, with enough time to start your day proactively instead of reactively, these things allow you to actually access this state of awareness more often mm -hmm. so that you can be more receptive to the feedback. Because like we said, it, when you're in this ego state of consciousness, yeah, that's where suffering happens. That's where scarcity happens. That's where you are inherently flawed in some way, shape, or form. It's not fun down there. But when I call that L2, L3, level three of consciousness, that third level, we'll do a whole episode on the levels of consciousness. Um, but L3, I call it, where you are, you're just consciousness, you're just awareness, you're seeing things unfold objectively. You're not, you're not assigning value or judgment or emotion or stankopotamus to it. It is just, just it, it just is. And when you're in that place, everything is fine. Yeah, a weight will appear every now and then so you can get your flex on, but like you don't have these big problems coming to hunt you down and that's a fun place to be. So um, it's hard to break this one down to a one tangible takeaway thing. Yeah. Uh, but I would say like, yeah, the more you can access living from a place of objective awareness, the more you're going to grow and have fun. And so that doesn't come out of nowhere. That comes from taking care of your mind, meditation, getting your sleep in, hydration, waking up on time, staying away from stimulus and, and starting your day with some space cushion. So you don't have to immediately jump into the day and start putting out fires. All of these things will change your brain, change your nervous system. So you can actually access the state of awareness, which then allows you to really start to architect who you want to be and who you don't want to be. So that's what we will say. Um, Nick, I'm going to kick it back for you. This is the last thing they're going to hear on this episode. What do you want them to hear? No pressure. I'm just, do it. I'm just going to piggyback and, and support what you just said. Like the, the daily work, the daily practice of meditation and all of that, creating space for yourself. It is practice. And then when you get out into the world, 
that is the game of life. And, and when you give yourself the practice, the gift of that practice in the morning, um, yeah, you're going to allow yourself to get into the game of life and have the awareness. Be like, oh, okay, this is a reflection back to me. This is something I need to learn about myself. What is this trying to teach me? This gets easier and easier the more consistent you are about giving yourself that space in the morning. So I'm going to honor and support what Julian said. I'm going to wrap this thing up and say we wish you the most wonderful and abundant and blissful 2020. And uh, when things aren't aligning with those, <laughs> those words that I just said, understand it is a lesson that you get to learn. And uh, if, if you need help and support with learning that lesson, that's what Julian and I are here for. That's what we love doing. So message us on Instagram. I am Nick underscore moving past mediocre. Julian is Julian with an A underscore fearless life. Find us, message us, let us know how we can help you. And uh, yeah, until next time, we'll, uh, we'll catch you later. Here comes Bye. the bell. Ring the bell.